Hey there, everybody. This is Craig Cottle coming back for another Manly Musings for the Survival Show podcast. Thanks for joining in. It's been a while since I've been with you, and I apologize for that. It's been an incredibly busy time as I personally, for my business, Nature Blind School, as well as cooperatively working with David for the Survival Show podcast to, man, just figure out what it is we're going to do moving forward. There's so many opportunities, if you will, so many new ways that we're going to need to necessarily uh, change up what we're doing. So David has been diligently working on website information. I've been writing a new book as well as developing some online coursework. And so, yeah, it's just been an incredibly busy time. Thanks for being here today. What I'm going to talk about is that book, give you some insight into it. Before we get into that, don't forget, uh, we can't do this sort of thing without your help. And we greatly appreciate everybody that's already supporting us in everything that we do. Check out the website David's put together for MSK1. Don't forget Tiny Survival as always. These two projects are the things that David is just, well, I don't. I used to talk to David nearly every day. And I've been talking to him about once every week or two now <laughs> for a while. Uh, he's been neck deep in development of that project and those projects, if you will. And so... Uh, it's those are looking fantastic so I, I highly recommend you get over there look in the description below for the links to those sites and you can find out all the information as they relate to to the projects that David is working on so yeah uh, I've been neck deep in writing another book and I'm gonna do this one a little bit differently I believe I don't know exactly how I'm gonna get the information out there whether this is gonna end up being just a downloadable book something I offer on Amazon as a self-published book or exactly what I'm going to do. Quite frankly, uh, there's a whole lot of things that are up in the air, but there's two prongs to the approach of what I'm going to offer up, and that is I'm going to offer some written content as well as some online course content. And it's been uh, it's been a very busy time for me as I'm developing content for what I'm calling vital survival. Now, vital survival, the re the reason, man, and, and I, I struggle to even come to terms with how I'm going to talk to you all here on this podcast about what I'm doing because quite frankly there's a lot of information out there you all and what I'm finding is that yeah you can listen to the podcast here and that's why we do it I mean we want to educate but what I'm finding is that people are just completely and totally overwhelmed as I looked around the situation that was and is the pandemic and basically what was probably best be described as a sheltering in a bugging in situation, I had to consider uh, as I looked around that so many people that surround me are just 100% unprepared, just totally unprepared. And that's, from my perspective, that's just completely unacceptable. I mean, I'm in the, the uh, literal business of and have the um, purpose dedication to help people avoid this sort of thing. So, Man, I've had a tough time looking at what we have before us and how can I help people conquer these problems that keep arising. And and again, this is all just formulated for the most part, just rough draft kind of mindset. But I'll throw this out at you and see what you think about it. If you have any comments, then by all means, contact me personally, Craig Cottle, at info at naturereliance.org. You can just go to my website, naturereliance.org. The website's right up top. Just check that out. And and uh, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. So here, here's what I came up with. It just seems like that there are three 
ways that we can divide our response up to something similar to a pandemic. Can we, can I teach, and here's a question for me, throwing this out at you all for you to consider for your own self. Is there a way that we can teach information and share information with one another in such a way that it's useful for a pandemic as well as being useful for a hurricane? And the quick answer, I think, is no. I think we've got to look at dedicated, specific information for those different disasters and and address them, again, very specifically. And that's why we do have, uh, you know, I've written three books. That's why I've written hundreds and hundreds of articles and blogs. And that's why we have this podcast, because there's so many details that are important for those that want to dig into it. But what about those that are not focusing much time on digging into it, like those of you who typically listen to our podcast here? Well, I think the the way to do this is to distill the information down into these three sections, and that's what I'm going to call personal, home, and worldwide. The first section of understanding is the things that we have to do on a personal basis to get us just solo by ourselves, uh, for the most part, prepared. And here's some things that I threw into this category as a means of just putting together some, you know, some some fundamental ideas that I think I could walk up to anybody and go, okay, these are the things that you need to to get working on. These are the things that you need to help yourself with so you're better prepared. First off is basically how do we personally assess ourselves? How do we take a look at our mindset development as our mind is our as our thought processes, are they where they need to be? And I think that assessment is going to be the critical foundation of this kind of, of understanding of survival. What I mean by that is that some people feel like they're okay and then they're just going to rise to the occasion. And we've talked many times about this quote by, our, can't even remember his name, Archilochus or some Greek philosopher that and, and Cooper wrote about this in his tactical manuals that we don't rise to the occasion. I'm paraphrasing here. We don't rise to the occasion. We default to our level of training. And so, you know, people that don't train, but they think they're going to be okay, they're not going to be okay. So can we develop a, a process by which people can assess their abilities? And yeah, I think we can. And again, that's what I'm working on in this manual. And this coursework is an ability to look at ourselves and assess both our our gear, the things that we have, as well as particularly our mindset. You know, is our mind where it needs to be? Can we handle stress? The second part of the personal section is what I call personal and group security. Do you have the ability to protect yourself against people that, that want to aggress you? Meaning, if somebody wants to commit physical assault on you, can you take care of yourself? If somebody is trying to steal your stuff, do you have the wherewithal to either walk away because that's the safest thing for you? Or do you have the ability to defend the stuff that you need to defend? And sometimes the best solution to win a fight is just walk away, right? But sometimes walking away from stuff that's keeping you alive is, is going to kill you. So you... Anybody stealing your stuff, for example, is going to be a situation where 
where that could lead to uh, tragedy or death. So defending it and being able to take care of it is important. Number three is the end-all, beat-all, and that is gear as it relates to everything survival and preparedness. There's very few people in the world today that can live off the land, if you will, meaning they can just find the resources that they need on a daily basis by walking around, digging into the environment, find it in their home, create it in their home. And so that type of mindset and skill set is just lost in our current generation. Very few people are self-sufficient and actually self-reliant. Now, with that said, the beautiful thing about us as a species is that we are, uh, we, we have this cognitive ability to determine what kind of gear pieces that we can find, we can buy and utilize to make up for all that stuff that we cannot do on our own, which is fantastic. It's the key, in my opinion, to being able to take care of ourselves and to become self-reliant in the modern age. And so the key here is what is essential gear? What is fluff? What is not needed, but what is actually needed? What is the essential pieces? And, and I'm put a list together of what I consider essential gear. And the next, and man, this one, the more I look into this and the more I study the subject matter, this is the one that I feel that most people are really deficient in. And that is just fundamental first aid skills. I'm serious, you all. It, it, I see that people, you know, cut their finger and they really don't even know what to do with a small cut on their finger. They handle and do everything wrong. And so I think fundamental first aid training from American Heart Association, American Red Cross, National Safety Council, uh, any of these organizations that offer, you know, it's basically a certification process. And, and I think sometimes that a lot of what they do are money-making uh, ideas and that, you know, for example, Red Cross changes certain things up, but it seems like every year or two. And I think that's just to, to remain relevant. But, but the key here is that you, you must get some sort of first aid training. I don't care who you get it from. And so I think that's very key. Those are the four things that I'm throwing into what I would call your personal, uh, your personal safety. These are things that you need to do. Again, just as a recap, the introduction to basically assessing yourself and your mindset, your personal and group security, essential gear pieces, and your first aid kit and first aid training. Now, secondly, what I think is important is what I prefer to refer to as your home. What kind of things can you do to have the ability to have safety wherever it is that you find yourself? So first off, bugging in, and that has been highlighted so much during this current pandemic that people have been quarantined. That's the word that's being utilized, although I may disagree with that. But uh, when I say I disagree with that, I, the word quarantine is not what we're, what's being done. I mean, the people that are healthy are the ones that are being put in their homes. Quarantine is for those that are sick. So anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I think it's worthwhile to consider that. But what kind of things do we need to do to improve our home life, our, improve our homes themselves so that we can bug in and stay there and be comfortable? When I say comfortable, I mean body, mind, and spirit, because a lot of people are already getting antsy and stuff as we, the further we get along, and it was apparent that even in within about a week, some people were just, they've just lost it when it comes to being able to take care of themselves in their own home with electricity and water. 
I think the big thing moving forward we need to consider is what happens if we lose utilities? What happened if we had to stay in our home and we didn't have water, if we didn't have electricity? That would be a problem. So the next section, that's that's her, not the next session, but the next part of this in the section related to home and shelter is your actual shelter. What happens if you find yourself away from your home? What can you do for survival? What kind of things do you need to consider? You know, obviously you need to consider the ways that heat works, conduction, radiation, evaporation, all the ways that you maintain, get, or lose heat from your body because losing body heat and losing core body temperatures is one of the top three ways that people die in the backcountry. Uh, actually, it is number one. So thinking about it from the perspective of being in the wilderness, you know, maintaining your core body temperature is is vital. So what kind of things do we have as far as gear? What kind of things do we do to build shelter? What kind of things do we make sure that we're looking for at all times so that we can find shelter when we need it? And the next is water. And man, this has been no problemo, no problem at all in the current pandemic. You turn on the water faucet and water comes out of it. Clean water. I mean, for the most part, everybody's had clean water. What happens if the electric goes down? Okay. Oh, I still have water. Well, is a water company going to be able to have water pumps that clean the water and puts it through the water purification process? Probably not, you all. And so it would be easy for something like an earthquake or a tornado or something like that to remove uh, water sources electricity and so what do we do how do we store water in our homes what kind of things do we do to maintain our water storage and hydration for ourselves where can we get water that's in the environment how, when we go into the environment like a wilderness area how does how do we choose the best source for water that we're going to clean and then after we do choose that water what do we do to clean it what do we do to filter it is is there a difference between water filtration and purification absolutely there is it's vitally important to understand the difference Next on this list for the number two section, which is home, is food. Yeah, food. It's it's the last portion on the list because we can live an extended period of time without eating anything. And we may not be really healthy. We may not feel good about ourselves, but we will be alive. And so in a long-term event where we don't have access to food, what kind of things do we store that when we do eat, it doesn't make us worse? What kind of things can we you know, graze on, if you will, like a like a cow does, occasionally eat here and there, so that we're eating little bits of food and we're staying healthy and we don't dwindle our food supplies too quickly. These are all things that I think we need to start assessing and taking a look at. Now, the third part, the third section, is what I'm referring to as worldwide. And it's just a look at disaster readiness. Here's some things that are where you really need to be looking at your surroundings and taking in, hey, What's going on around me? How can I protect myself? First off is bugging out. Think about it. What happens if you do have to leave your home and you have to exist in another location, like you go to another a friend's house, family's house, or for some reason, some crazy reason. We've talked about this often, but bugging out is stupid if you, if you have a better choice. But if you have to bug out, you have to grab supplies and leave, what kind of supplies do you grab? What kind of things do you do? One of the big ones is the next uh, the next lesson here that I'm considering working on is what I refer to as situational awareness. Just knowing how to be observant of your surroundings and know how to recognize dangerous coming your way before it happens. The big thing for us as it relates to protecting ourselves is more often than not we are 
reactionary rather than proactive. We want to be proactive. We want to be able to see as much as we possibly can before something happens. And so enhancing and increasing your situational awareness is the key to that. You, you must be able to look at a situation and assess it and oftentimes assess it quickly, sometimes even less than a second assess it and then make judgment on that quickly. And so the more information that you can get moving forward on that, the better off you're going to be as it relates to uh, looking around you and knowing what's dangerous, what's not dangerous. The next thing is communication. Man, we are so tied into these cell phones, texting, phone calls, messages, emails, comments on threads and blah, 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 blah. Man, there's so much communication that's going on and it's often more often than anything it's more social media stuff for the largest portion of the population but we're anything but social we've actually lost the ability to communicate effectively and so I want to talk about and discuss in this next text and I've already written most of this on effective interpersonal communication how to effectively talk to other people um, and quite honestly and this is kind of the dark side of what it is that I do I want to be able to socially engineer other people and have them do the things I want them to do with my words and communication. I want to be able to, in essence, interrogate somebody without, you know, the word interrogation being used and I can get the information that I need from them. And so, you know, as it relates to me and my safety, I will do those things to carry, to take care of myself and those that I care about. So communication skills are important. Obviously, radio communication, what how do we get information from like, like an FM radio if, if electricity is down? All these things that are communication related are invaluable for being able to get information. And that information is what we make critical decisions on. So getting that is important. And the last part of this in preparation for a worldwide understanding, and when I say worldwide, is you go out into the world and you have to take care of yourself. And it's what I call practice versus testing. You know, in this age of YouTube, you have these YouTube warriors that are getting on and they make a video. And, and, and this is how I've been saying it lately. And it just it just seems to resound people. You have a lot of people that get on YouTube, make videos. And what they're doing is they're showing you how to do something when they get it right. And it might be the first or second time that they've gotten it right ever. And the people that I like to learn from and study from are those that can't get it wrong. There's a huge difference, you all. Your typical YouTuber is just, you know, they may have done something 10 times at most when they're showing it because, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm the same way on some of the content I provide. I have to continually show stuff that I'm new to, but I try to, I don't try to, I just straight up do, hey, I'm new to this. This is what I'm trying. Instead of showing how to do something and pretending as if I really know what I'm doing. Now, there's a lot of stuff that I really know what I'm doing and I show that. But as far as it relates to training and practice, testing yourself, these are all very, these are all words that seem like they're the same, but they are incredibly different, incredibly different. And so I, what I want to do is I want to give people the tools to be able to look at what it is that they're doing and know, am I practicing, am I testing, or am I training? And understanding that is invaluable for your continual and uh, your continual improvement and being able to enhance the skills, maybe even the mindset skills, tactics, and gear that you have. 
So that's it, you all. Uh, good to be back. I want to just jump on here and make a quick podcast to throw you out there what I've been working on. Man, I really hope, I really, really hope that this gives you some things to consider. Uh, you can be looking for this content to be coming out real soon from Nature Reliance School, and, uh, and, and I hope that it helps to serve you, obviously. So these are things that, that uh, just if you want to listen to this podcast again, then, then write this. You can fast forward to this point in the podcast and then write these things down because I'm going to go through this list. Just make a list and write these down. And they'll go down through there and look at the ones that you go, man, I really don't know what to do here. And then go back and listen to that section of this podcast and start fixing yourself. Because I give a few examples, but again, just be looking for this information to be coming out in the near future. So there's three sections, personal, home, and world. Under the personal section, here are the four topics. Personal assessment and mindset development. That's number one. Personal and group security. That's two. The essential gear you need. That's three. Number four. First aid and first aid kit. Under home, there's four lessons as well. Bugging in. Shelter. Shelter on the move away from home as well as what kind of things you can do at home. Water. Then food. And then worldwide. Let's look at these four lessons, bugging out, situational awareness, communication, and practice versus training versus testing. So writing those down gives you a good checklist, I think. And what I'm referring to, just because I have to come up with a name, vital survival, vital survival. So... These are the things that I need, think you need to start looking at, and and uh, you you can do this on your own. You don't need me to do this, but I guarantee you, after writing two books, co-authoring two books, hundreds of podcasts, training federal law enforcement, Department of Defense, hundreds of civilians, and when I talk about civilians, this is one of the things I try to get across to people that I think I, I want to share to a larger audience is that when I when I say I've trained hundreds of civilians, it's more like thousands probably. <laughs> uh, I just try not to be too boastful, if you will. But one of the things about training those civilians is this. I've trained from top of the line, even in my civilian classes, just hardcore, you know, uh, embrace the suck, monster, physically fit, mentally fit dudes and women. And then the other end of the spectrum where people are completely out of shape. They have no self-confidence and they have no gear. Their gear sucks. And so I've taught those two ends of the spectrum and everybody in between. And I absolutely love teaching the diverse group of people that I get the opportunity to teach. And one of the benefits of what it is that I do with you all is that I now get to take what it is that I've learned from teaching all those people and I share it with you. And by sharing it with you, what I'm doing is is banking on all that knowledge that I've gained from doing that and being able to to give it to you as best I can. So with that said, uh, be looking for this information coming out soon. And uh, we really appreciate it. I'll tell you about it more on another Manly Music podcast. Again, I appreciate your patience and that I haven't been with you all in developing content like this. You know, my, my goal is always to help people. And uh, so... Sometimes I had to focus on this sort of thing rather than on podcasting. So thanks for your patience. Look forward to talk to you again. 
and shoot me an email, info at naturereliance.org, or hit me up on social media, and love hearing from you at all times. As we say here at the Survival Show Podcast, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.